It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Black Friday's coming up, and we are starting right now with our Black Friday special. You can take advantage of it before Friday or for a couple days afterwards, so act now. Don't put it off. $0.99 cents for a full month of VIP membership. That's $9 off. It's our best offer of the year, and you can go to pwtorch.com govip and sign up. Enter coupon code BLACKFRIDAY22. That's Black Friday 22. We are compatible with all the popular podcast apps. You can get our VIP podcast feed on your phone with a click of a link in the sign-up email. If you want to use app, the native Apple podcast app on your iPhone, you'll get a confirmation email when you sign up, and you click it, and you're in. No advanced settings, no password, no nothing. It's that simple. All our VIP shows on one feed, including these shows, with the ads and plugs taken out. Edit it out for a streamlined listening experience. PWTorch.com slash GoVIP will tell you all the details of what comes with the membership. That's PWTorch.com slash GoVIP. Enter coupon code BLACKFRIDAY22. That's BLACKFRIDAY22. Access to all our VIP podcasts, 30-plus years of archives of retro radio shows from the 90s, hundreds of them. Our podcast library dating back over 18 years. In fact, throughout the week, we run our podcast on the VIP podcast feed from 18 years ago this month, including fascinating behind-the-scenes details and news updates on my Keller Hotline, uh, the early Bruce Mitchell audio shows, The Real Deal with Pat McNeil, post-pay-per-view roundtables, and more. You can listen to our coverage during the early era of pro wrestling podcasting throughout the week, in addition to all our current coverage, like The Fix with Todd Martin, everything with Rich Fan, and so much more. Full details at pwtorch.com slash govip, pwtorch.com slash govip. Enter coupon code BLACKFRIDAY22. That's BLACKFRIDAY22, and that'll take $9 off at checkout. You can apply that to a one-month sub. You can also take $9 off a three-month or one-year sub. Again, the coupon code BLACKFRIDAY22. Act fast, and right away you can hear the post-AEW Full Gear Pay-Per-View Roundtable with Todd Martin, Tyler Sage, and me. And a special episode of Everything with Rich and Wade, where I talked with Rich Fan, who was on site at Full Gear, and he gave an in-person report on that experience covering the show as a member of the media for PW Torch. And then, of course, we'll have our Survivor Series roundtable this weekend that I'll be hosting, again, VIP exclusive. PWTorch.com slash GoVIP, coupon code BLACKFRIDAY22. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, aloha, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to PWT Talks NXT. I'm your host, Kelly Wells. Do I sound a tiny bit livelier, less lively than usual? That should be the case. Uh, I have uvulitis. It is, uh, I explain it to people as your own mouth trying to kill you. That stupid thing that hangs in the back of your mouth grows uh, until it chokes you, and, um, and sometimes you can't breathe. And you basically have to try to swallow it all day because your tongue will assume that you're trying to cough it out. It is worse than it sounds, and it sounds really terrible. Um, the only thing you're not really supposed to do when you have uvulitis is talk. And here <laughs> I am. So uh, I'm Kelly Wells. You can find me on social media at SpookyMilk or at SpookyMilk.Games. Um, I will try to keep stuff relatively short because... Uh, this is difficult, uh, but we're in a two-man booth, and this is what we got. Uh, so, Bruce, let's talk main event, and then we will go to our two phone calls. Uh, main event was Wes Lee defending the North American Championship against Carmelo Hayes, a match that went exactly 13 minutes. Um, it, it was a good one, folks. Uh, we knew it would be, and um, just the kind of match that I'm just so annoyed has to be just has to be split up by a um a commercial i get it you can maybe keep more eyeballs on at that time but man just a few exceptions every now and then and this one for me could really have been an exception because these two guys accidentally uh, no not accidentally they on purpose actually went out and killed it uh out there um i was trying to say actually so anyway Wesley, still your champion, defends against Carmelo Hayes, but is immediately blindsided by Dijak. He does not have a first name. This is a guy who's gone through many permutations of nearly the exact same name. And um, apparently was 
being tried and workshopped as Donovan Dijak. But now he showed up, and he's just plain Dijak. So, um, so we got a real Vinceism going on here, a last name only, and uh, and it's not one that sounds particularly cool. I don't think so. Really would have taken the Donovan Dijak, whatever. Uh, he's got the leather jacket. He's got, are they aviators? I don't know the relative differences between sunglasses. Um, is, is he Top Gun? Uh, is he, he just a like big it. dude? He, uh, yeah, he was He was Top Gun. So, um, so yeah, he'll be, he'll be coming at Wes Lee in the biggest size mismatch that I think probably has just about ever hit the North American Championship. Um, but that was your main event today, and I hope that's the longest I talk at one time, Bruce. Yeah, talking about the commercial, for me, watching on the network player, the USA network player, I don't even get the, the split screen. So it's even worse because uh, I just miss everything. And so I come back, and I'm not as invested in the match because I'm a little more cold because I have no idea what's been going on. And I know it's a little harder to, to keep track during uh, the split screen anyway, but for those of us who are watching... So, it, it's weird because last week during the two title matches, the men's NXT and the women's NXT championship matches, they didn't actually cut away from the split screen. They let us see the split screen, uh, which kind of made me mad for the for recap purposes. But um, that was there, but not tonight for this title match. And that's a bit <clears throat> not concerning, but disappointing because, as you said, it, it just hurts the – Regardless, a commercial break hurts to flow, but if you're able to see a little bit of it, it at least makes up for not having everything right there um, for your full attention. But not being able to see any of it really just makes it even more, like I said, it made it, made it real hard to, to get back into the match once they got, not just because it wasn't a bad match, but emotionally it wasn't as uh, investing as if, I, if there wasn't a commercial break there, because I'm sure what they did during the commercial break meant a lot to the story they told during the match. Um, now, to Dijak, I thought I heard Vic say Donovan Dijak, but maybe I, I was just wishing that, because I'm pretty sure they're going to go with the name he used in Ring of Honor, which is Donovan Dijak, which helps out in terms of more of his mannerisms and things kind of go with that, as opposed to this kind of... Uh, Croatian-American badass. I think it was Croatian. Coming up with Croatian? Or Czech? Maybe Czech. I don't remember. One of the two. Um, and size mismatch, I think you could look at um, Adam Cole and Keith Lee, but that's a size mismatch in a different way. And then I, I just don't know if you debut Dijak like this, if that means... I mean, how do you debut him and not have him go over Wesley at deadline i'm assuming when it does happen i think the only way is it, it can be screwy like maybe there's a roll-up or maybe there's something screwy here at the end but how do you do that putting the baby face over um well, because it feels like he should be transitioning to breaker it, it i guess it depends on if hayes and williams are done with lee or not because that could be I guess that could be the mechanism by which you you have that happen so that the title isn't lost clean and still protects Lee without taking away or detracting from Dijak winning. Um, but yeah, it's 
Lee seems like he's the Sami Zayn type where it's more about the journey in the eyes of the bookers than it is about the actual title reign. And, you know, at least he got the title reign and a title defense to make it seem more legitimate, especially since he he uh, was able to defend against the person who's basically defined this title in the last year, um, especially this, this 2.0 class. Um, ever since the, the departure of the Lees and the Coles and, and, and people like that, he, he's the one who, who defines that title. So, um, yeah, a great match, uh, commercial break aside. And I, I guess make sure that the, that Dijak starts off next week, cutting a promo, uh, explaining exactly why he attacked Lee when, when his, um, his, his vignettes made it seem like he was coming after breaker. Yeah, that that was odd, and that's why I thought maybe this is a red herring and he's going to transition. Or maybe he's just attacking Wesley, and he doesn't actually have any plan to be going after Wesley. This is, um, this is a message to Braun Breaker, but he could not send that directly because Braun was off uh, catching fish. So, <laughs> With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now you can subscribe to our VIP podcast lineup within the Apple Podcast app using your Apple account. That's new as of March 2022. Just search PW Torch in your Apple Podcast app and you'll see the PW Torch Daily Cast logo show up. That's our free show that's been around forever. And also the PW Torch VIP Podcast logo. There is a free show every week. So subscribe even if you don't plan to go VIP and get a sample of our VIP tier programming. But if you click subscribe, then you'll become a VIP member instantly with a three-day free trial after which your Apple account will be charged. So you don't need to take out your credit card, debit card, or go anywhere else. If you listen to our free shows on Apple Podcasts, you are five seconds away from being a VIP member with a three-day free trial. So we invite you to check it out. That includes dozens of VIP shows throughout the week, including VIP versions of the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling post shows and podcasts and daily casts. All those episodes are presented to VIP members with ads and plugs removed. 
along with VIP exclusives like our post-pay-per-view roundtables, the Wade Keller Hotline, The Fix with Todd and Wade, everything with Rich and Wade, and many other VIP exclusive shows. Just search PW Torch within the Apple Podcasts app. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So there you go. Um, We are going to go to our first caller, that being uh, Ryan in Cumberland. And and Ryan, what? Let's see. I think it's okay. Slow switchboard today, but I think we got him. Um, If you're there. Uh, what do you have for us today? My uh, first question is on the schism and the uh, sacrifice angle that they did tonight. Uh, I thought that guy looked a lot like Sam Adonis. I don't think it's him. Did, does Corey Graves have like a better brother or do you have <laughs> the identity of that person? Yeah, I don't uh, I don't think he's got any siblings in the business. Um I don't, I don't know who this guy was. He he looked mildly mildly familiar to me, also to the point where I feel like maybe I don't know maybe maybe I'm gonna kick myself for not knowing who this is a little bit later. Um, but I mean, all I know right now is he was the uh, he was that overacting guy out of the audience. Pointing to himself, going, me? Yeah, you don't have to point. When you, yeah, me can only refer to one person. Um, don't have to, don't have to do that in acting. But, uh, but they do what they do. Um, since we're here, let's talk about this segment. I don't know what this segment does other than to uh, to teach us that the schism are heels, guys. They're they're bad guys. Um, I don't know what more there is to this. Uh, they did give Ariana Grace a little more mic time. She is not great, but um, <laughs> do you mean Ar- do you mean Ava Rain? I do, and I typed Ariana Grace twice in the recap, so I'm going to go <laughs> ahead and fix that while uh, while you talk about this segment. Yeah, uh, one thing I noticed uh, and I tweeted about was the sudden change in her in Ava Rain's demeanor and look as she hugged the dude as he was about to be sacrificed how she just went from the laugh the smiling girl to the one who has a vindictive look on her face like he's about to commit oh about to sacrifice you i guess um so i think that was well done um but i don't i just don't feel like their promos draw me in and leave me with any desire to want to hear them continue to talk so i don't think that's good for them uh i did notice that gacy stopped his um he's he stopped doing his promo when the crowd started chanting sacrifice because i think he's like they're ruining they're, they're already they're signaling it already like they're they're ruining it right now uh, but they worked through it and the dude kind of looked to me like uh 
at uh, every kind of like European gangster extra you might see on a cop show or something. So uh, beyond that, I, I don't know. Um, I think Ava Rain is still the 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 assignment of this group. But I just don't know how much more this group. Um, like I said last week, like they had the most boring match, the dyad, that I can remember watching in a long time. And I just don't know how much this group is actually willing to do for her. Um, and yeah, I, I guess all we learned from this this angle is that they're not accepting anyone anymore. They're complete, and anyone who tries to get in their way or join them is going to suffer the same fate as this dude to be sacrificed. Yeah, from from the beginning here, it's five chairs and all of them have people in it, but the one in the middle and the fact mm-hmm. that Casey wasn't in the middle, I was just like, I can already Why tell you how this, or I, well, whoever, and I was I was just like, <laughs> I can already tell you how this ends. Um, mm-hmm. It was a long trudge to get somewhere that we knew we were going, and and yeah, th- these don't make me want to see them lose wrestling matches, so I don't know what the hell they're good for. Oh well. Um, uh, uh, Ryan, what else do you have? I have a question on uh, scripts that made his debut tonight. Uh, how long do you think it's going to take before the announcers or scripts himself admits that he's Reggie because the crowd was really chanting loud and I don't think there's any way around you know, trying to hide that fact from us? I don't think that they will. Um, I think that they will let this die, um, and eventually audiences will stop calling attention to it, because by the end of the match, scripts did kind of have them drawn in with like, oh, I didn't know that this guy could do all that stuff. Um, So I I don't know. I'm not expecting them to have any kind of uh, acknowledgement of this unless they feel the need to bring him out from under the mask. Um, by the way, I don't know what I think of this mask. Um, <laughs> I'm going to need some time to, uh, to turn this mask over in my head. Uh, I, I am going to s- cautiously state that I don't believe that uh, they will acknowledge that this is him at all. But if it becomes impossible to ignore those chants... Maybe they'll say, yeah, we know who this is, but he wanted a fresh start. And maybe they don't they don't say his name, but they say, but this is the fresh start. This is who he really is. Um, that wouldn't surprise me entirely, Bruce. Yeah. Um, let me just say that with all the how the vignettes are going, I just thought it would be a white dude because of all the anarchy stuff. So kudos to them for going against stereotype here. <laughs> um but beyond that, uh, this looked like they were trying to have someone like someone was playing an RPG, like something like Horizon or Skyrim or Elder Scrolls in general, uh, whatever. And then they saw some of the armor that the uh, the guards might wear and they tried to make a cloth version out of it, which just didn't look that great. And I think the colors are brown and orange, which which uh, that's a interesting color combo if you're not a cleveland browns fan so uh i'm not really sure how to take it uh reggie did what he really did 
when he was on Raw and whatnot. His finisher was just um, a top rope version of what he did in the ring, which he used to do a running, uh, basically the running uh, flipping senton, seated senton thing, and he just did that from the top rope today. So um, I think they were, you know, the crowd was ooed by his uh, his athleticism because I think it's been so long for them that they didn't, that, uh, you know, it kind of caught me by surprise that it was Reggie just because, again, I, I didn't expect it to be a black dude for one. I was going to be a white dude. But uh, the, I don't think the character they had, they had uh, us kind of, imagining through the vignettes was what was represented in the ring tonight. So I think that is kind of where I'm at right now is how much of the character are they going to make connect to uh, the in-ring stuff? Because right now, I I think we're supposed to kind of look at him as an anti-hero or something. Um, but yeah, is this like a wrestling Banksy? I don't, I don't know that, what this is. Or like the V for from, V for Vendetta guy. Um, sure. I just, yeah. Again, it doesn't really match the in ring, so I want to see how that develops, and I want to. I'm. I, what is his first promo going to be like? Where does he even speak? Are they going to pull a sting from from what ninety seven or something like that ninety eight? Um. So yeah. Uh. I I really not sure what to to make of it right now. I think we need to. It's it's the cliche wait and see with WWE, but or really with this again. The, I, I think the the fact that there's such a divergence in the characters' presentation and then what they do in the ring, I, I need more time. Yeah, and really the only thing he's doing with this is he's writing in the air, like he's just like mimicking writing, which I think once of that in a match is plenty. And he did it about ten to twelve times. It, it was a lot. Um, and just needs to be we see that a lot with these guys who find their new characters and they they overdo these spots and it's like you shouldn't overdo those just like you shouldn't repeat a big spot in a match um because it starts to feel a little samey so daily cast listeners thank you first of all for streaming the shows be sure you're subscribing just search PW Torch in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to pro wrestling podcasts. But while you're at it, if you're not yet, please subscribe to the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Podcast and Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Post Shows. Search Wade Keller and see two logos pop up, a blue one and a red one. The red logo, the post shows, cover Raw and SmackDown each week with a fast turnaround time of a couple hours after the show's end. And also every Saturday we present a flashback to our analysis from five years ago that week covering Raw. Jason Powell from ProWrestling.net joins me, and we analyze what happened on Raw five years ago. So check out that time capsule every weekend. The Blue Logo Show features the Thursday flagship, plus our first-run interviews, our classic interviews, and our mailbag segments. So again, search Wade Keller and click subscribe to both the Red Logo and the Blue Logo. Uh, Ryan, what else do you have? Uh, I have a question on that Zoe Stark matchup. I know Booker T made a very weird comparison to Zoe, saying he was using a Scott Steiner analogy, which I thought was a little bit odd. But uh, at the house show I went to on Sunday, they even showed a Scott Steiner clip. I guess it was like one of the top shocking moments at Survivor Series, his return of him beating up Chris Nowitzki and Matt Hardy, is there any chance he could be like maybe a surprise 
entering in the Rumble, Cincinnati still wrestles on the uh, independent circuit. I think he did a match against Jerry Lawler not too long ago. You know, I can't say no to that one outright. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, it would seem like he's worked with Triple H. We know that. They had one of the worst pay-per-view matches you'll ever see. <laughs> um, he With Booker, it seems like and Booker just wants to bring Scott up all the time. I mean, that, that was like his defining feud at the end of WCW. It was the defining feud at the end of WCW. It was really all they had going for them. Um, I mean, they had like Young Dragons and Three Count. But um, but like at the top of the card, that's really all they had left was Booker and uh, and Scotty. So Booker brings him up. Booker likes to live in the past a little bit at times. So um, so he did a lot of that. He might have also had Scotty on the brain just because uh, they had just watched Braun Breaker go fishing, which um, which is something I didn't think I'd be saying tonight, but uh, <laughs> but, but I am indeed saying it. So. Scott being a Royal Rumble participant, I I can't believe I'm saying this, but I've been more surprised before. But when you've got a really big roster, and it is kind of a big roster again, uh, how many of those guys do you want to annoy by um, by burning one of those spots? But as a fan, those are some of what you really, really remember when the Royal Rumble happens. So... I don't know. I, I've I used to hate those stunt spots when it could have gone to somebody who's there all the time, but uh, but I've made my peace with them, um, Bruce. So to be clear, the, the comparison to Scott Steiner was in response to a question that Vic asked about someone's disposition change so dramatically, um, how she was such a bubbly baby face, and all of a sudden she's just this. Or at least trying to be this badass heel, um, and he said Scott Steiner would turn on a dime and whatnot, and I said. Why are you asking King? Why are you asking Booker this? He thought he was an English king for how long? You know, with an accent and everything. Talk about having a sudden change. <clears throat> but I, you know, being in the Royal Rumble possibility, I think it's more likely that we might see him at Deadline. Uh, we've already seen Rick Steiner as part of uh, some of Braun Breaker's big matches. I think this might be a good way, and that could be a good that that could be their test to see the response and if that's uh, someone they want to have as a. Legend entrance in the Rumble. Um, I <clears throat> I'd rather not see him in the Rumble, like you said. Uh, give the spot to someone else. Pro, someone from NXT, someone from UK who's now in NXT. I think would be better uh, spent having that spot because at least it at least gets their name in the eyes of the fans who aren't watching NXT and gets more of the NXT name out there. But definitely, you know. Uh, if Triple H sees money in it, he's not do it. He has good relations with a lot of the people. Even when he had bad relations, he's someone who's known to to bury the hatchet if they can make money. So I could definitely see Scott Steiner as a Royal Rumble entrant, but I think it's more likely that we'll see him first at deadline. Okay, and I guess, you know, that I, that was probably the best opening we'll have to talk about Zoe Stark and Saul Ruka. Um Saul Ruka still still no wins and uh, and nothing close to a win. So, uh, but 417 probably her longest match. Um, so I guess there's that. Um, Ryan, if you got one more, go ahead. Uh, question on uh, so Ruka, 
Is there anyone else on these uh, college athletes that you can see being brought up and being like a regular like her? Or that's a long way from happening. What have you heard on these? Uh, seems like it's 100 prospects that they've signed recently. Yeah, I don't. I, I it seems like those are the ones you really have to ease on to TV because you if you go out uh, recruiting, you probably know that a lot of these people aren't going to be um, TV ready quickly. But then you go out and you get uh, sprinter and multi-sport star Bianca Blair, and uh, and you bring her up and she takes to it like a horse to water. So. Um, every now and then you get lucky and you find a Kurt Angle in there who just, uh, who just, just knows how to do it. Um, but yeah, I would, I would hope that there's an abundance of caution with which ones they want to really speed to TV, Bruce. Yeah. I can't say too much because I haven't looked into the classes as much as Tom has. I, the names I do know of besides, you know, I think Val- Valerie Laredo is in her own little class because she was legitimately a professional mixed martial artist. But some of these college athletes, I think it's the is it the Cavender twins or the Cavendish twins, one of the one of the two. I think they have as much potential as anybody just based off of their personalities and charisma alone, and they're very great basketball players. I, I um I believe there was one or two that Tom was talking to us in the DMs about last week. Uh, I think because maybe they were on as, as bodyguards or something that he seems pretty high on. But aside from that, uh, I, I really don't know. I think someone like Damon Kemp is probably the best they can hope for right now uh, in terms of who they signed. And if that's the case, that's good. You need people to fill out the roster and be in certain spots. And he's growing and developing. So um, I, I don't think there are any other names I can think of. And so Ruka, I when they showed that video of her calling out uh, Zoe Stark, it, it was so low energy. Just, I know she's a surfer girl, but there was no energy in that video. And then, yeah, she didn't get away with it as being like surfer laid back. It just came off as genuine disinterest. Yes, it, it was very just. I, I felt bored watching it as as she was doing it. I, I felt as bored watching it as she seemed to be recording it, and. In the match, I mean, one, you, you know she's not going to – even if it's one of those surprise, uh, you know, rock versus hurricane things, we know it's not going to be Soruka versus uh, Zoe Stark this early in Soruka's development. The, But even then, I, 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 I think – I've said this before, but I think I know they want to get in there and do what they do, do, do what they know how to do well. But I think it would be best served to focus on doing the fundamentals in front of the live crowd and on TV rather than trying to get what you think you do well off uh, first, because I think that'll be the quickest way for them to actually develop and then be able to do what they want to do in a in a match as as much as they want to. So, you know, kudos to Zoe Stark here. Um, I guess the one thing else I'll, I'll say is Nikita Lyons has new gear. I, I don't know if it's better, but it's new gear. So there's that. It is undeniably better um, because well, it is it's not. Well, it's better, but I don't know if it's good. I should say that. I'm not sure if it's good, but it's so much better that I don't care that it's not perfect. Um, <laughs> like she doesn't look like 
it's all fallen apart and she forgot half of it and um and it's not a specific half it's just parts it's just panels um i don't know what it was trying to accomplish i genuinely don't uh but uh but that's not what they're doing and she she got away with being on like at at one point she was on three out of four straight segments and she's wearing different stuff in all of them and i'm just thinking back Mm -hmm. to the poochie episode of the simpsons where he's always there but if he's not there everybody should be talking about him asking where's poochie um yeah i i didn't know that i was going to have to recap that tonight but uh but she was there katie carter called her a badass which uh that is, uh, I guess, in the eye of the beholder. That is patently false. Um, <laughs> thank you, Ryan, as always. Support us on Patreon starting at $4.99. Get these shows ad-free and bonus VIP content. That's $4.99 on Patreon. Patreon.com slash PWTorchVIP. That's Patreon.com slash PWTorchVIP. That is the quickest, cheapest, and easiest way to support us and enjoy these shows with a streamlined listening experience. The Wade Keller Post Shows, Podcasts, and the PW Torch Daily Casts, plus some random VIP bonus content. We are going to go to Darrell over in Georgia. Uh, Darrell, good to hear from you. Um, I'm uh, sorry again for being low energy, but... Um, but... <laughs> Solruka energy. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, my voice done Saul Rooked me. That's uh, that's that's the situation I'm in. What's up, Drill? How you doing? And you got more energy than uh, most parts of that show that we just watched. So yeah, it, it was <laughs> so, a little. It was a little bit listless. I don't know what it was. It just it didn't come Thea together Hale. tonight. Yeah, Thea Hale was. Uh, she was all up in our business. <laughs> Yeah. Um, my first question I want to ask you guys, and um, I know last week I talked about I didn't like the matchup. Well, they're going to do it at um, deadline. So how did you guys like the two vignettes for one for Apollo Cruz and the other one for Bron, I guess, trying to make him more personable or, or whatever on the fishing boat? How did you guys feel about those two segments? Because I don't think they worked either but how did you guys think i thought they were both a mixed bag um with braun i'm i it's weird and i've been joking about it throughout but i actually see on paper how they really like this idea that um that braun really is just a dude out there and he's got the same frailties as all of us and uh he's got to blow off steam somehow and when he goes fishing, he doesn't have to be Braun the Superman. And this is the kind of thing that wrestling used to really not do. And it would keep. And the idea was that there was this superstar aura that was there at all times. Um, but it just doesn't work that way anymore. So I understand them trying to bring a level of humanity to him, especially when there's a lot of people just like. And the talking point about Braun is there's something that just isn't connecting like as hard as they're pushing him there's something that's just not happening and um as i've said on this show i sometimes have to remind myself who the champion is um that's that's how i feel about braun uh so i don't know it's i thought that it was fine i thought that he was reasonably decent in his delivery 
it didn't pop for me. It didn't turn me around huge on the guy or anything, but it made me at least think, gosh, there's, there's something there. Um, I do kind of wish that he had fished out two dimes that he had caught two dimes. Um, you know, the guy, uh, who used to be in, uh, D'Angelo's group, but unfortunately he did not. He simply caught a fish. Uh, Apollo Cruz. I thought that that was fine. All of his segments kind of come off the same to me. I think that there's some decent, like, Every one of them feels like it could be the same opening scene to an action movie. And it's the scene that is, it's the exposition scene that tells you, this is who I am. This is what I can do. And I see these visions of the future. And every one of them kind of feels samey. And I don't want them to because I feel like, I feel like these guys are going to put together a a match that we're all going to be surprised in a way that we probably shouldn't be. I think that this can really, really deliver well. And, um, and I want to be more excited about it, but Braun, the super uh, baby face who keeps us at bay versus another baby face. I don't know. Um, and I also, I don't yet buy that Apollo has any chance to win this match. And, and he probably does have a chance, but I don't buy it yet. And I think that's why some of these segments are falling flat, Bruce. The crew segments, yeah, I. They just seem to be redundant at this point because it's a lot of the same journaling while in a diner or some kind of place like that segment. And it just seems like a lot of fluffy words right now. Um, I think the match will be fine because while we have our reservations about Breaker because there's always a certain match type he does and certain moves he'll do, <clears throat> he's in there with Apollo Crews who, if he's if they let him just go, he he can really go. So, I I think the match is going to do just fine. I don't like I said last week when when it kind of became official uh, with that locker room segment. I, He's not the person that that should be the one to take the title off Breaker. Um, he's not someone who I think has been built up enough to be <sighs> considered as the top act in the men's division on the show, um, or have kind of the. Like, I I don't even think that Apollo Cruz is on in terms of kind of the title level. Look at the potential that a Grayson Waller would be th- at this point. Um, even though I don't think Grayson Waller should be the one to win uh, or to take the title off, off break. I'm just trying to make a comparison point. And with that, I, they're going to have to do a lot in the next few weeks to to get people like you and me to believe that he actually has a chance, whether that's getting the best of him uh, on, on on promo segments and using spy games or or physically attacking him. And, you know, if you wanted to make him the, the, the heel in the, in the going into the match, you could have him do some, some backstage attacks or some some sneak attacks from, the, from behind, something like that. Uh, the two weeks heading into the to deadline, you could have put it through tables or if they announced table or something. That could help, but I, I just don't see. I don't. It's like watching the matches this week and last week. You just there's no zero percent chance of anything going the way you don't expect it to. So yeah, um, Breaker should probably not come out of this as the winner. I I think I said last week that. 
I see him entering the Rumble as the NXT champion, um, entering the Rumble match as NXT champion. But then again, with Stand and Deliver right before, they might use that night as a chance to take the title off of him and then debut him in the Rumble match and save him for kind of the Raw after Mania. We'll see. Um, but I think that is... That's kind of what I see happening going into an after deadline between these two. Oh, and then the soul, the uh, the uh, the other vignette, which now I'm suddenly forgetting what it was. Um, Braun Breaker fishing. Oh, Braun Breaker fishing. Yeah. So I said that this is the most character development by far we've seen for Braun Breaker. It's not just him yelling and screaming and being about I, I outwork and I, and I do all that because every wrestler talks about I work harder and all that. Um, and uh, to kind of counter a bit, he's a dude who likes to fish. I know a lot of dudes who just like get out there and like to fish. So I guess in a way that's relatable. Um, but this is the stuff they should have done a year ago instead of right now. Yep. And even out there, like out there casting, he, he still just looks like a great big meathead. Like I, I don't know what to I don't know what to say. He still just doesn't look like 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 a guy you'd hang out with. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I, I I don't know. Searching for more great pro wrestling talk? Then join me, Jason Powell, host of the free weekly Pro Wrestling Boom podcast. Each week, you'll hear the latest news and analysis from me and my team at ProWrestling.net, along with other pro wrestling media members. Plus, the Pro Wrestling Boom podcast features long-form interviews with notable names in the pro wrestling industry. Subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, and all your favorite secondary apps, or visit us directly at PWBoom.com. Once again, that's PWBoom.com. Um, Darrell, go ahead. Yes, yes, yes. I felt like they should have did that a year ago as well. This would have been a great way to build up and to add more story to him. Since I think he has has had no story to me. But um, outside of that, um, I found the segment between um, Chase U um, pretty <laughs> – Pretty silly, and um, it got me a little interested in seeing where um, where they're gonna be going with this with Duke and all of that, and the match they had with um pretty deadly was pretty good too. Um, brought a little energy back into the show at the time when they sure needed it right before the t- um title match, the big main event. Um, how did you guys like that set, man? What you guys think about this, and where is it going? Yeah, it's um. It's probably a little criminal that uh, Chase U versus Pretty Deadly and the internal issues of Chase U are genuinely more gripping than Uh uh, the championship storyline on this uh, this show. Uh, I thought that their segment getting into this was fun. I thought the segment with Duke running up to Andre Chase, being (laughs) out of breath and like explaining this to him. And then the unseen guy going, that's great, Mr. Chase. Mario, what the f- are you still doing here? <laughs> I just, I I thought that it was just magical, all of it, um, and, and the right kind of silliness. It's, it's not a top-of-the-card act. I understand that, but, um, but it's a lot of fun. Uh, my wife has been watching with me a lot, and Thea Hale and Pretty Deadly are her two favorite acts. 
they just make her smile so much. So it was really, really, it was funny though. She, today she said, so are pretty deadly bad guys. And I'm like, well, yeah. And she goes, they don't really do anything bad. I'm like, no, they're just cocky. And in her mind, like cocky guys are not the bad guys. Cause she did marry one. <laughs> so, um, so, uh, so she doesn't necessarily see how that just makes somebody bad outright. Um, but yeah, she she was in heaven here because they were uh, they were all on screen at the same time in this uh, in this match. Eleven minutes and forty nine seconds, pretty deadly. Of course, are still your champions. Afterwards, uh, Chase U watches uh, walks out dejected after uh, obviously some miscommunication with Andre Chase playing probably the intended part of Bodie Hayward in this storyline. Um, but Bodie got let go for reasons beyond just wrestling. Um, but yeah, I, I I don't know how else to say it other than this is quite a bit more interesting to me than uh, than what's happening at the top, Bruce. Yeah, uh, I do like how this was all set up. I like how these segments in NXT have had through lines, and they're not just one-off segments for the most part. You still have your one-off segments because you do need to have those. But I like how this one was set up, uh, and there were two or three segments leading into the actual title match. And so that was, I think a, a good thing because it kept, it kept the importance of what was, uh, of what was happening between them in the eyes and the minds of the viewers, which is something that you should always be doing um, in, in my opinion. So that was good. It, we speculated when this pairing first happened with two cuts and going to chase you and when Bodie was still there, of course, um, if Duke was there to play some kind of, um, I don't know, inner saboteur, I guess, uh, kind of the mole from the inside. And if he is doing that, I think he's playing his part really well because he's picking um, spots that are generally things that you would you would expect someone to do. Like when he went over to, to, to check on Thea Hale after Elton Prince accidentally knocked her over with the shoulder tackle coming outside, right? Um, or uh, when he tried to help out and then was sent outside and was held up while Andre Chase was the one that that took the pin. But then he does things like tagging Andre Chase when Chase is still trying to recover from the extended beatdown he took, um, which makes you think that, okay, it, 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 it keeps making you wonder if he actually is or isn't um, doing this on purpose or not. And I think that little wrinkle is a good thing here. Um, Duke Hudson... I, before this, all this, we had talked about how, you know, he's the guy who, who lost a squash championship match to Braun Breaker. And we talked about how that's he's a perfect person, or at least I did, that he's someone, a perfect person for that, um, to have to be in that kind of spot. Because while he does have the size and he does have, um, I guess, acumen in a certain sense, he, he wasn't really um, billed yet as someone you would take that seriously in terms of, taking Braun Breaker to the limit, even just taking Braun Breaker to a decent match or, or a decent length match, I should say. But now with this Chase U thing, I think it's breathed new life into his character. He seems to have found a new pep. Um, the pairing, for some reason, there's been this chemistry, even though you know, Thea Hill always, in the beginning, she was acting as if she was wary and hesitant of it, which should have been. And now uh, that chemistry since then has has built really well and i think like you said they're one of the things you look forward to watching you always look forward to watching chase you but i think 
this dynamic between the three of them and this the uh, potential angle of Hudson upending Chase U is something to watch out for. But I also noticed that after the match, when they were walking out, Andre Chase looked like he was glaring the hell out of Duke Hudson, the back of Duke Hudson's head. So keep that in mind. Just in case it does happen, keep that in mind. Yeah, um, I think it's possible they pull the switcheroonie on us here, and it's Chase who goes heel. Um, and that's where he was at first. And I, I could mm-hmm. I could genuinely see that's where this goes. Because that's where he did. He didn't really change who he was when he became face. They just started booking him against heels. Like, mm-hmm. he, he acts exactly the same. Um, he just happens to be a baby face now because they couldn't ignore that People just found the tirades and uh, and the act funny. All right, Darrell, go ahead. Okay. Now, um, my my next question is going to be it's a general question, and uh, it's like a two parter. Um, start starting off the show. Um, they brought out Toxic Attraction. I guess they're going back after the tag team titles. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know. If I really want them to go after the tag team titles, and right now that act is real cold, real cold, and they started off the show real cold. I guess that's why I didn't have the energy for probably an hour and thirty minutes of the show. But with that being said, what do y'all guys think about that? And also, should NXT now be like on on Peacock on on the cock on the network itself and not on main TV? Because that's the kind of show I'm starting to feel that it is right now. More something that should be on the Peacock than on national television. What do you guys think? It should never have been on USA in the first place. Exactly right. Exactly right. This is something that got moved because they saw the potential for ratings. I understand that. But when you do that, you have to change what the show is in ways that make it not feel developmental anymore. Now they're trying to toe the line between developmental and an actual brand that matters. And I think that's really, really hard to do. Um, And they have to explain away these ratings. And it's like, people know this is a developmental show and it has to be that. And people know that. And a lot of people aren't going to watch because they see it perhaps correctly as minor league because it is, it's a feeder system. And some people just won't make time for it. And, and I understand that as interesting as it is to me to see development of these workers. So, um, yeah, I, I don't think it should have moved at the, in the first place. Um, I'd love to see this back on Peacock, except for the fact that Bruce and I recap it. And, um, it's nice to have six or seven, uh, commercial breaks throughout the show. Uh, it would be, difficult if we were doing this show live and um and no longer had that so but but in a vacuum yes this that's where this show should be absolutely and then i'd feel like i was getting a little more use out of my peacock subscription because um i'm not using a lot give yourself a reason to look forward to going to the mailbox each week with a pw torch newsletter paper copy subscription Details at pwtorch.com slash papercopy. It's 12 pages every week packed with my TV reports along with exclusive features such as my cover story on the top story of the week, our pay-per-view roundtable reviews from the Torch staff, exclusive feature-length columns from Greg Parks, Rich Fan, Sean Radikin, 
Alan Cunahan and Zach Haydorn, Torch Talk transcripts, the latest news, and more. PWTorch.com slash paper copy. Take a break from screen time and settle in every week with a mega dose of wrestling news and analysis with a Pro Wrestling Torch newsletter, paper copy edition, in the year 2022. You can get a full year of home delivery for just $99. Or try us for an eight-week trial subscription. PWTorch.com slash paper copy. Uh, and then the opening segment with Toxic Attraction. I, I don't quite want to say if you've seen one, you've seen them all. But I don't have another way to end this sentence. Um, it's Mandy's out there doing the same stuff. Uh, obvious heel stuff like I did it all by myself. My girls weren't there. Um, then pretending not to know who Isla Dawn is. That was probably the best touch of it when... Uh, when Caden Carter said it was just because of Isla Dawn. I, obviously, the money line here was um, was when uh, they said her per- the personality is not the only thing that's fake about Mandy Rose. And Mandy goes, hey, uh, that's probably <laughs> the best thing that happened here. JC Jane still comes off as pretty amateur in a lot of ways. Like she's I hate to say this, but she is light years ahead of where she was. Um, when she had her first vignette, I said to my wife, I was like, that's the worst thing I've seen on wrestling television maybe ever. Now, there was a lot of bad stuff in the 80s. Um, there really was. And I watched I watched some pretty low-budget uh, programs at the time. Um, any given episode of the Memphis stuff is pretty, pretty bad. But um, I I thought that her attempt at mic time, which is the first thing they gave her, was like the worst thing I'd ever seen. Uh, and she's miles ahead of that, but it just still feels so laborious. Um, I still like Gigi the best, even though she didn't really pop tonight. Uh, and I don't know. It, it, the segment felt shiftless and overlong and by the time this segment was over it was 12 minutes past the hour and i just thought did this really warrant that did enough inner information come out to warrant this because it's just mandy rose saying i want to see who wins this match which by the way was the perfect time for the announcers kind of to tell us remind us this is a weird match concept and they got to sell the hell out of it and tell people about it. And they did not remind the audience what the match is. They just said the name of it, which makes it sound bonkers and stupid, even though I'm pretty intrigued by it. Um, and then all, all the rest of it was to set up a tag match that we have seen. So yeah, I don't need Gigi and JC in the tag team uh title picture anymore on one hand who else and on the other hand just get this act in the main roster or fire them all because it's just (laughs) they're just treading water and kind of clogging up the women's division and it, it feels like some of these women have to try to hold a championship to see what they do carrying a belt and some of them can i think and some of them should not, but we got to see what we got, Bruce. Yeah. Um, first, I I figured that Kaylee Ray or Kaylee Ray, sorry, Alba Fire taking them out 
before the match they had last week in the Iron Woman match, um, and your your belief that she was the one that was going to win it, to me was a perfect time to write them off of NXT and save them for a Rumble debut or or something like that, right? Um, a surprise tag team championship open challenge match or something. But of course that didn't happen, and they're here. And it feels like they're really only going back to them because they haven't done a good enough job of building up other women's tag teams on the show. And the only other one they did have, they imploded last week. So, yeah, um, I'm still wondering why the hell Sonya Deville even came down for those two weeks. Just because I, maybe just because Mandy Rose wasn't there, but but they, they kind of never really close up that loophole with her, in my opinion. And I feel like there's still a lot they could do with Sonya Deville in NXT with Mandy Rose, uh, or maybe they move this on to SmackDown or Raw, wherever Sonya Deville is right now. I think SmackDown, but uh, yeah, the uh, JC Jane is, is hard. Her, you know, her, her promo this week and then last week or last week or two weeks ago, and think about spending 4k at the mall, uh, mall of America for, as Kelly, uh, probably at the mall of America with Kelly uh, getting lost and everything. So, you know, I I don't I think she is going to have a hard time if they do go on to Raw SmackDown with some of the crowds because she is obviously the weakest link of the three. Um, Gigi Dolan, even if sometimes her promos aren't the best, they're much better, and she has a lot more uh, charisma personality that comes through that doesn't feel as forced as J.C. James. And of course, Mandy Rose, people already know her, so she has the name value to the people on Raw SmackDown. Uh, but yeah, I'm not. I, the the six woman tag team match next week, I think it's really just gonna be an angle to further the Stark Alliance thing more than anything else. And I, I hate the fact that NXT has so many matches that are really just angles instead of just having matches that should themselves work to further the angle. You know, some it's okay to get a clean win and, and have a clean loss. Put over the, you can build the feud that way. You don't have to always have some sort of, of shenanigans involved, but regardless, um, yeah, I, uh, I can't say that I'm that in, interested in, in, in this six woman scenario, but that is where we are. It's just, again, it's the, the North American championship, the mid tier championship that's carrying the weight, um, and some of the mid card acts that are carrying the weight of the show right now, instead of the top tier acts, which, I, I, it says a good thing about your depth, but at the same time, you can say, well, it's good to have depth. You still need to have some star power. And right now, I think um, that is being overshadowed by those who are on the mid and lower card, which I don't think is what you want to have heading into your last event, your last big event of the year. Yeah, I just want to see Creeds versus Indu Share. Um Whatever's going on well, with uh, speaking of the creeps, though, why the hell are they interrupting Ivy Nile's spotlight? I, there's definitely they're they're definitely teasing. They're definitely going towards some kind of breakup. Yeah, yeah, and Ivy was well. We'll get to that. Um, better not step on Darrell's last uh, item in case it's that. Uh, Darrell, go <laughs> ahead. Wrestling fans, if you're looking for a unique and entertaining way to get your wrestling podcast fixed, check out Ring Rust Radio. Ring Rust Radio uses its trademark brand of banter to cover all professional wrestling you love, including WWE, NXT, New Japan, Lucha Underground, ROH, Impact Wrestling, and more. 
We also hold sit-down interviews with some of the biggest names in the history of the business, such as Stone Cold Steve Austin, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, Chris Jericho, Kurt Angle, Trish Stratus, AJ Styles, and Roman Reigns. For those of you who want their wrestling with a perfect mix of serious analysis and comic relief, find Ring Rust Radio dropping every Wednesday night on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever you get your podcasts. The Crees are the only people who I see should be called up right now. They're the most interesting team, and um, I think they're not going on a breakup. I think they're going to go on a re- like a they're going to finally listen to Ivy because I think she's trying to get them back focused. And having them lose the end this year would help get them back focused on um, focus on the task at hand because uh, that's what that's what they need to get, and that'll be very important. And and um, I I like I like that they challenge in this year for um deadline. I think that's one gonna be one of the matches to watch to make you want to watch that ple right there. And outside of that, I, I, um, Bruce, I know you're saying somebody debuting. I don't think you can debut any act for NXT in the Rumble because I don't think they'd get a pop enough or it'd be almost a waste of spot because I don't see nothing that you can do with somebody at the, at this moment. But um, that right there. Has it never stopped up in the Rumbles before? Be <laughs> uh, yeah, but they got a lot of depth this year if you, if you look at it. They got a whole lot of depth. And they still talking about bringing back more people, so you have to um, see with that. But my last thing would be this as well, with talking about the Creeds, which I think they were one of the top tier champions in NXT history. Um, I know some people were saying like, um, um, when it was Bo, <laughs> when Bo um, was champion, like he might was the weakest. But right now, looking at everything, the two the two main champions now to me probably be the weakest NXT champions of all time. And I'm even going back to Bo Dallas Day, um, all the way when it was really um, developmental. Even um, Big E Rain, all that. I'm talking about the Hulu days and all of that. Uh, when I was staying in Florida at the time, it was a Sunshine Network. It used to come on before Hulu, so. <laughs> and tell you how long I was watching it. Um, where do you guys rank these two champions? I know, um, Kelly, you say you forget who champion right now, and that's a big part of it. And I still say they're the two weakest champions. And you could tell that for this whole year why they starting to go back down. But who, where would you rank them, and who would be considered like your top three champions in NXT history? Um, I don't think that Mandy's the bottom champion. Um, she's definitely one of the lesser wrestlers ever to hold the championship. But I think uh, I think the worst all around champion was Raquel. Um, okay. I I just she she never she the main point of NXT is development, and she was about as good as she is now when she got to yep. NXT. She has she has gotten better in so few ways. I, I am amazed that she even made the main roster. Uh, I, I just think that she brings so little to the table uh, other than the fact that she is big. Uh, 
she would be my choice for worst. Mandy got to a point where there's like this tipping point in the length of the, like it almost makes it seem like it's a better rain just because it's been so long. Um, and she is effectively getting you to want to see her get beat. I, I think that some of what she's doing is decent heel shtick and and that part of it is working so i find it hard it's just tough when you know when the matches come around there's no real chance for an all-time great match like no matter who she's facing you're not going to get one of the all-time great matches uh we're we're not going to have any oscar stuff in there um we won't have any Bailey or Sasha stuff in there uh, as when they were champions. Um, with Braun, I think you've got more room to say he might be the worst champion. Um, he's not. He's probably not, but I don't know who I'm for. I don't know. Carrying Cross. Yeah. But I thought there was some. I thought there was like a genuine scary factor to him and i thought the, the booking fact that you're kind thinking of about made it right now says no or well, says, says, says probably says you know more than you want to say that you know yeah and and you knew the matches would all be bad uh and that was that was frustrating um you do really kind of need to be able to go if you're going to carry and and what, the other thing i noticed was all of his championship matches were shorter than the ones that had come before them um and I think there were some good wrestlers who had really underwhelming reigns, like uh, like Finn Balor had two different reigns, and I'd say his first one was actually especially flat, partially from mm-hmm. um, uh, lack of re- uh, real uh, real challenges and uh, and things like that. I think there have been a decent amount of men's runs that were not much. Seth was the first champion, and yep. He almost immediately got called up and started doing double duty, and he changed his gimmick while he was champion, so it was really weird. Um, so he had to job as a... And actually, that happened to Big E, too, where he was a he was a babyface in NXT, defending as a babyface, but working as a heel on the main roster as a lackey for Dolph Ziggler. Uh, so it was this really weird, unfocused presentation. Going back and seeing some of those things and knowing what was going on in the timeline is a little bit odd um, because the announcers are kind of trying to be apologetic for what's happening on the main roster. They're basically coming out and saying, listen, he's he's a face tonight. Just let it let it go, guys. It's <laughs> you just got to trust us with this because uh, this is where he loses. But um I don't know. I, I think that this is probably the worst extended period of the two champions that there has been, like the two taken as a pair. Um, I'm very, very surprised that this many months later we are still talking about both of these two as the two champions. Bruce. Yeah, you know, I wasn't a big fan of Finn Balor's reigns in general, but the first one for sure. Uh, you said there's some underwhelming reigns, you know, like Samoa Joe's last one was really cut out from him because of the COVID or injury, whichever one he had, and he had to be stripped. I just never got it to carry across. Uh, uh, and, uh, you know, he didn't even 
defend that much uh, because he got injured too in that match with Keith Lee, I believe. But he, uh, that second title reign was very lackluster for Cross, in my opinion. And then um, you can quibble with what you think about Robert Roode or Bobby Roode, but during his reign, he was a really good champion and a good act. Uh, regardless of what you might think of him as a wrestler. Uh, I'd say that the last... I'd say 2022 is probably the weakest year for the men's championship with Breaker and then Ziggler, I think, is the other person you could put up here as having just a, a, a bad reign. Uh, and then Breaker again. So it's... Yeah, the, the legacy of the men's title, I think, has taken a dive uh, this year. But then when you look at the women's title, sure, Mandy Rose, not someone you'd expect, but then... As you were saying about Raquel, we said that she kind of plateaued when she hit the championship level, and it's kind of been that same amount that she's been since that time. And that, I think, is probably objectively a worse reign. I think because, you know, I'll keep saying this too, regardless of how her matches have have come out, some have been decent, some have been bad, uh, she has won most of her matches clean with her finisher. Uh, most, not all. And I, I think it, it doesn't help that the last two title matches she hasn't won clean. Uh, then again, one was a gimmick match, so it's hard to win clean there. But she has, for the most part, been a champion that she's she hasn't backed down from any challenge, as far as I can remember. She's faced everyone who's come after her, and she's won. So I think that works in her favor. I think the one or the other reign you could put here that is in the underwhelming category is Charlotte Flair's second reign after she beat Rhea Ripley at WrestleMania when Ripley won the Royal Rumble, I believe, and then challenged or Charlotte won the Rumble and challenged Rhea Ripley for the title. Because I don't remember much of that time of reign at all. Um, I think what I remember the most is Io Shirai jumping off the set and in your house onto her and onto Ripley and Flair. But beyond that, I don't remember Flair's uh, title reign at all. So. For me, I think you could put Flair in the same kind of the same boat as Gonzalez, but I think I would put Rose ahead of both of those two. And then on the men's side, I say Karrion Cross is is below Breaker, and I think Balor is just ahead of Breaker, but that's not by much. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Did you know we also have a website? PWTorch.com. Daily news updates, editorials and my live TV coverage covering Raw, Dynamite, and SmackDown, and my live pay-per-view coverage for WWE and AEW. Create a tab or bookmark, make it a daily stop, visit us throughout the day every day to keep up on breaking news and more. That's pwtorch.com. All right. We thank you, Darrell. As always, let us go to the last couple of matches. I'm going to try to keep it uh, short here because my voice is not holding up for much longer here. Um, Ivy Nile defeated Keanu James by 442. I will say this was surprisingly decent. I, I think this is one of those matches that had unfortunate, um, like real, real dud potential. Um, I, I think Ivy's been fine in there, uh, but she, it seems like a weird time to ask her to carry someone, and Keanu's had some real clunkers, uh, but this. I felt like the transitions were fine. It didn't, uh, you know, they weren't out there. They didn't get a lot of time, 4.42, but uh, but I thought that this was pretty fine. Uh, Ivy Nile wins, even though this is about Kiana James moving on to a feud with Fallon Henley. So 
surprised at how many people lose to move their feuds forward, but uh, but whatever. Uh, the first match was Cora Jade going over Wendy Chu in 9.09, and as in the other match, this match was not about the winner, it was about the loser. So um, Wendy Chu just straight up cried after the match. Um, the moment of sadness was undercut a bit by the fact that she had a large false eyelash under her left eye. But um, And then Vic wondered aloud, uh, what is going on with Wendy Chu? What is this moment of... Uh, of real emotion. Um, what are we going to get here? Because it just seems like, I mean, Wendy Chu came out there at first with like the dumbest gimmick I've ever seen. It was just absolute <laughs> trash, just worthless, un, uh, inarguable garbage. And, um, and then they found a way to tweak it and not kill everything they had come up with and actually get to a character that was fun and, you know, in a way, a little heelish, but, you know, as long as they, when they kept it whimsical and silly and did things like that, she wasn't necessarily turning off lights and beating people with bats, um, which is not so much whimsical as criminal, uh, then it, it was, I thought it was really working. And it just seems like it's been cooled off. And maybe that's because Wendy has lost all of her big feud matches in the end. Um, I, I can't think of the last one she really won, but they re- clearly remain invested in her because they they closed in tight on her when she was crying after that match, and it just seems like this is about to go somewhere interesting. But I cannot I cannot guess where at all. Those are the only two matches we didn't cover. Uh, Char- Is she Stratton? Uh. Mm, ye, mm, actually, is that maybe. why Stratton? Is that how they wrote Stratton off TV for surgery? Uh, yeah, I, I actually, I, I, I think that is true. I think she maybe beat Stratton in that match, and that was, that was really fun because, like, storyline-wise, that match was exactly what it should have been. Um, Inoffe and Blade ran afoul of Von Wagner, and Von Wagner got the heel heat of the night by ripping up Malik Blade's sweater. Uh, He literally had the biggest heel heat of the night that I heard. Um, Charlie Dempsey put over the fact that he is, uh, he's old school and he doesn't like all these flashy folks. Um, That's pretty much it. Uh, There was a segment of the ladies doing some stupid stuff on TikTok, but I would feel dumber even talking about it. Uh, Bruce, go ahead. Uh, yeah, when you asked us in the DM to explain what happened there, and I explained it, you said you felt dumber for having to read through that. It was a short even read through the description I sent you, which was about three lines long on a Twitter DM, so it's not very long at all. So that just gives you an idea of what that segment was like. So the other thing about the um, the one issue core Jade matches, I swear I saw the ref kick out two large extens- hair extensions that fell out from somebody during the match. I, I think so. I I could have I could be wrong, but I swear there was something like that on in, uh, on the mat. And he just kicked him out. Uh, Cora Jade. Uh, I don't know. I I'm I'm still waiting for for. I know a couple weeks ago or something I said it started to click, but it, it's kind of reverting back to to not again. And there's some she needs something more than I'm the bad girl who carries a black kendo stick around and I use it. 
And I think there's there needs to be more to her character development than than that. And for Wendy Chu, I think this is how they're going to try and signal a character change for her, which we thought was coming um, not too long ago. I can't remember exactly why, but uh, they I think they signaled it. And so I think now we're getting the official the designation of her getting some kind of shift because it's just not working right now, right? Uh, the Ivy Nile thing, I really just that Dragon Slayer submission she does, it just looks so. It doesn't just look dope. It, it, it looks so disrespectful how she just clasps her hands behind her back as she's choking you out with your neck under underneath her arm. It just looks so casual. You know, like she's just so casually destroying you. It's just, it's great. And so the, again, the big thing I'm I'm concerned about here is is the Creed brothers interrupting her and really just stepping all over her, not listening to a word she has to say and using that time of hers to go after and do share. Uh, conspicuous by their absence tonight, I might add. I might add it um, and do share. And then the the TikTok thing, it was really more just a way to keep setting up the Indy Hartwell, Roxanne Perez situation, um, their match, I think, which is next week. And then during the Inofe, Blade, and Von Wagner segment, I thought this was how they were going to set up what I said last week, and that's put Idris Inofe into that deadline match, get him some of that pops. So people can see the, the potential of him as a single superstar. But he tore the sweater vest of a man who told him how much it means to him because of his late father. I think that's setting up for a Malik Blade singles run and possibly uh, Malik Blade defeats Von Wagner next week. And that is how he's announced as one of the five entrants into this Iron, the, uh, Iron Survival Challenge. Sorry. And I'm kind of upset that they're just having an announcement and not having qualifying matches. I think that would have been the best way to go. But maybe they just don't trust their depth enough to have 10 singles matches to determine or 20 or 10 singles matches to determine the 10 competitors for each side of the bracket. If I did, I can't do math, but, but you know what I'm trying to say. So, I do. yeah, you okay. nailed it. That, eventually. That, that, yeah. There we go. There we go. Um, yeah, I think that's what's going to happen here. Dempsey seems like he's going to be a, a lot for that match as well. Um, and I think that is everything. Yeah, just we speculated last week on who it might be, Nate and myself. So after another week and watching tonight, who do you think are going to be the five in the match for, for each side of the match, I guess? Uh, Dante Chen. That's exactly who we said first last week. but Okay. Um yeah, I, I don't know how you keep both Axiom and Nathan Fraser out of this match, uh, and I don't... Well, Axiom's hurt, quote-unquote. Right. I don't think uh, I don't think they win, and is it maybe unnecessary to have Nathan Fraser in this match? Um, they're both for the main championships, right? Like for the main the, uh, the... title match, yeah. Okay, so, I mean, it seems so easy, but... Do you do you still have Dragonoff up there? Do you still have JD up there? Um, or have you moved on from those guys? Uh, you need, I think, a mix of guys who were just there, so you have that uh, main event feel. Um, unless you really just want to do a sweep of guys that haven't been in the main main event and do that. Uh, 
I would say one of the creeds could show up if they weren't already going to be in a match with Indu Share. Um, gosh, I don't. Oh, I just don't know how they're going to approach these. Uh, That's be, true. It's it's really easy to say it's going to be the ones that have been pushed at the top the most, but um, but it really could be some folks that that haven't been there. Uh, I'd like to see Tyler Bate in it. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if we saw Blair Davenport re show up. Although is she hurt as well? Actually, you know, Bate, I know Bate and Dragunov. They keep saying are hurt on TV. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So uh, they. You know, big body hobby last week and this week was all about try- calling them out, but Mackenzie keeps ha- telling him like they're they're hurt, they're rehabbing and whatnot. She she's great, Mackenzie, which is great. Yeah, she had to carry hobby when that <laughs> segment was dying on the vine. Um, yikes! Uh, I, I, I I do think that Carmelo Hayes after tonight is cleared up to be in that match. Yep. And I think he should be in that match. I'm gonna say Odyssey Jones also. Um, mm. I I think that I think that segment was to get to Odyssey Jones versus Von Wagner, not uh, yes. either of those guys versus Von Wagner. Although he could roll through one of those guys first before Odyssey takes him out. Um, That's true. So there you go, and uh, and I guess Von could be in that match. I mean, you you have Kane, so you can put him in every single match of that type. That's that's the reason you have Kane. So uh, you might as well get a jump on that and do the same thing with uh, with Von Snitsky. Need an extra dose of positivity in your wrestling podcast? Well, come join me, Alan Forel, over in the Pro Rest Paradise at Peter Torch VIP as we bask on the bright side of wrestling and focus on some of the great matches and shows from around the world, be it the US, Japan, Europe or Mexico. There's always a place for wrestling's past in the Paradise too, and we've done fun historical shows such as the We Love Liger series, celebrating the glorious career of Jushin Thunder Liger, and our I Was There When shows, where our guests will join me to talk about a classic bout that they were in attendance for. We love variety, and you can expect lots of it at the Pro Rest Paradise. Detailed PWF Torch VIP subscription information and a list of all the VIP benefits is available at pwtorchvipinfo.com. And yes, all VIP podcasts are compatible with popular podcast apps on iPhone and Android devices. Or you can stream them directly from our ad-free VIP mobile site. See you in the paradise. So that, I believe, is, uh, is that... And then we've got an email here from Kevin Katani. Salutations, gents. I hope this email finds you well. I apologize in advance for my late email. We were celebrating my brother's birthday this evening. So it looks like WWE has refilled the superhero quota with the introduction of scripts. Any idea if Nikki Cross gave him her customer's number? Smile emoji. Other than a cheap jab at a very talented performer, I wanted to center my question today on how you'd assess the state of NXT as we near the end of the calendar year. I'm sad that War Games, in in William Regal voice, Oh, sorry. Wall Games um, is no longer an NXT show, but I'm excited to see how their new PLA goes. Thanks, as always, for your thoughts. Go VIP and listen to 8YB. Office hours are now over. The professor, Kevin P. Catani, PhD. Um, yeah, I'm uh, I'm sad that they made these changes also, and part of that is because 
I really, really like Survivor Series matches, um, and I don't want them gone. And Mm -hmm. I I understand why on the main roster you would only want one or the other, even if they're at different times of year. It just seems like you kind of have to build to them the same way, and it's difficult to build to a five versus five match without it seeming contrived. Uh, You've got to invest a lot of time, and that's a, a difficult thing to do to make it seem like these teams should really be teams without just throwing together matches, which by the way is fine. Like if you throw away, if you just throw four versus four together, there are some pretty good survivor series matches out there that had little to no build. Um, that like we got to the show and was like, Oh, I guess this is one of the matches that they're going to be putting on. Um, yeah, I'm, I would have, preferred to keep that in NXT as well and a big part of that is because that some of the best storytelling we saw particularly in the women's division was in those war games matches with the men it just seemed they're like go out there and have an awesome match and it doesn't matter if you tell a story at all um with the women they some of the very best storylines they ever put together culminated in uh they either started or ended uh, at war games. So cool stuff there. I, I miss that. And I don't know. And I, I just kind of in a traditional sense, it, it bums me out that, um, that we, it, we seemingly have lost two things rather than gained one. Uh, mm-hmm. that that's really my take on what's going on this season. So that is my answer to Mr. Catani. And it feels like, uh, you feel the same. Well, I mean, Rhea Ripley's ascent to dethroning Shayna Baszler all began really at that War Games match they had two months before her eventual dethroning. So, I mean, that's one of those things. And you just think about Io Shirai and those those two matches she was in and, and just how she kind of was. She had the memorable moments, but she was also the one that kind of, in, in my opinion, kind of kept everything together with her energy and her abilities during those matches. And like you said, the men's, Matches tend to be more tend to be more uh, spot festy, which is fine. I think about the one with uh, Undisputed Era and the the Viking Raiders, and I think they were with DIY. I think that War Games match that was a really fun match. Uh, the they they've all been fun, and, but but like we discussed last week too, NXT is the new proving ground for gimmick matches with, or new match types within. WWE. We saw that with the fight pit moving up to Extreme Rules, and we're seeing that with with uh, War Games moving to Survivor Series. I wouldn't be surprised if the Iron Survivor Series challenge not only works well but is received well. That it also moves up to replace sort of the championship scramble um, sort of match uh, on Raw and SmackDown, uh, which we haven't actually seen in a long, in a long time. But uh, it is. It is a bit disappointing for those who have been around since the beginning of War Games in NXT, since uh, those who saw both Fight Pit matches in NXT to see them move. Because what we saw in the Fight Pit at Extreme Rules doesn't give me much hope that what we see with War Games at Survivor Series is going to reach the level that we expected from the NXT versions of these matches. The fight pit at Extreme Rules seemed to be seemed to be a much more sanitized version of what we saw with with Timothy Thatcher and Matt Riddle and Timothy Thatcher and Tommaso Ciampa. I hope 
they've just let them go out there and do what they want to do in that match because there have been many memorable scenes from those War Games matches that people still tweet about, talk about, think about. And I just wonder if they're going to allow that to happen with, especially with the Bloodline match because of the people that are involved. But um, I think at least that means that us as NXT watchers and fans can look forward to diff- seeing different t- different match types on the show. Some are going to do better than others, but we'll be the first ones to get to see them, essentially. All right, folks, I do believe that is our show. Um, that was NXT for November the 22nd of 22. I'm Kelly Wells. You can find me on social media at SpookyMilk or at SpookyMilk.Games, Bruce. I'm Bruce Hazelwood. You can find me at on Twitter at B underscore Lee two five three. And hey, I joined Hive. It's B Lee two five three with no underscore. So yeah, you can you can check me out there if I ever log back in to accept anything. So yeah, see ya. Cool. I'm gonna drink all the water in the world. <laughs> Cheers, folks. Black Friday's coming up, and we are starting right now with our Black Friday special. You can take advantage of it before Friday or for a couple days afterwards. So. Act now. Don't put it off. $0.99 for a full month of VIP membership. That's $9 off. It's our best offer of the year. And you can go to pwtorch.com slash govip and sign up. Enter coupon code BLACKFRIDAY22. That's BLACKFRIDAY22. We are compatible with all the popular podcast apps. You can get our VIP podcast feed on your phone with a click of a link in the sign-up email. If you want to use the native Apple podcast app on your iPhone, You'll get a confirmation email when you sign up, and you click it, and you're in. No advanced settings, no password, no nothing. It's that simple. All our VIP shows on one feed, including these shows, with the ads and plugs taken out, edited out for a streamlined listening experience. pwtorch.com slash govip will tell you all the details of what comes with the membership. That's pwtorch.com slash govip. Enter coupon code BLACKFRIDAY22. That's Black Friday 22. Access to all our VIP podcasts, 30 plus years of archives of retro radio shows from the 90s, hundreds of them. Our podcast library dating back over 18 years. In fact, throughout the week, we run our podcast on the VIP podcast feed from 18 years ago this month, including fascinating behind the scenes details and news updates on my Keller Hotline, uh, the early Bruce Mitchell audio shows, the real deal with Pat McNeil, post pay per view roundtables, and more. You can listen to our coverage during the early era of pro wrestling podcasting throughout the week, in addition to all our current coverage, like The Fix with Todd Martin, everything with Rich Fan, and so much more. Full details at pwtorch.com slash govip. pwtorch.com slash govip. Enter coupon code BLACKFRIDAY22. That's BLACKFRIDAY22, and that'll take $9 off at checkout. You can apply that to a one-month sub. You can also take $9 off a three-month or one-year sub. Again, the coupon code BLACKFRIDAY22. Act fast, and right away you can hear the post-AEW Full Gear pay-per-view roundtable with Todd Martin, Tyler Sage, and me, and a special episode of Everything with Rich and Wade, where I talked with Rich Fan, who was on-site at Full Gear, and he gave an in-person report on that experience covering the show as a member of the media for PW Torch. And then, of course, we'll have our Survivor Series roundtable this weekend that I'll be hosting, again, VIP exclusive. pwtorch.com slash govip, coupon code BLACKFRIDAY22. PW Torch is now on YouTube. Check out our relaunched, revamped, and reinvigorated YouTube channel after many years sitting dormant, collecting dust. And now it's back, shinier, 
brighter. It smells better. It's our PW Torch YouTube channel. And you can check out daily news updates, the weekly fireside chat with Tyler Sage and Zach Hadorn, and my Keller commentaries. The first Keller commentary was my rebooking of WrestleMania 38's lineup. I used all the same wrestlers, but none of the same matches. And I tried to make a better two-night event. Decide for yourself. Go check it out. YouTube.com slash PWTorch. And be sure to hit subscribe and like our videos. One benefit of VIP membership is access to our back issue library, contemporaneous, in-depth, insider reporting on pro wrestling in real time over the past 30 plus years. And throughout the year 2022, we're going to begin our march through the year 2002 with back issues posted each week in PDF and all text formats. You can read it in a PDF format with our original magazine slash newsletter style layout on your screen and flip through the pages, or you can read a straightforward all-text format on your phone or tablet or laptop. The back issues early in 2002 covered the arrival of Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, and Hulk Hogan to WWE and all the controversy that came with them. Plus my cover story that broke the news on the planned launch by Jerry and Jeff Jarrett of a promotion called TNA. Also, the early 2002 features are 2001 year in review features, including ranking pro wrestling's most influential power brokers and our Torch year-end awards, the year in quotes, and the top 50 stories ranked in order from the year 2001. So go VIP and dive into our back issues. We have most of our back issues available as soon as you sign up with new back issues week by week from the year 2002, one at a time throughout the year 2022. pwtorch.com slash go VIP. pwtorch.com slash go VIP. That's pwtorch.com slash go VIP for full information and our sign-up form. It's more than podcasts. It's an unmatched library of wrestling history spanning more than three decades as soon as you sign up with more issues added throughout the year.